It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cattles. As you know, he is Greg Bedard, the illustrious Greg Bedard. I'm Nick Cattles with you for another podcast, the Greg Bedard Patriots podcast with Nick Cattles, brought to you by Athletic Greens, your one-stop shopping for 75 high-quality vitamins to help you start your day right, and betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on sports. Greg, let's start with some headlines. Patriots are now in the playoffs. That's right. Uh, If you've been paying attention during the bye week, the Pats are sitting there in the playoffs right now at the very bottom of the uh, playoff contention list. They're in right now. Greg Bedard, are you a believer? Uh, I would just say I'm not necessarily a disbeliever yet. I mean, look, they're in it. And they have as good a chance as anyone in the AFC, especially in that, you know, middle tier of the AFC. And, you know, they play decent defense. Their special teams have sort of turned around, except for Jake Bailey. Um, and we'll see with the offense. I mean, it, it really comes down to that. Like, could could they, can they find something in the bye week that, uh, that really hits that gets them on track offensively that they're just an average offense. If they have an average offense and a good defense, and I don't think it's a great defense. I think, you know, they will be going against some teams down the stretch where they're going to get exposed. Um, and they haven't really beaten a good quarterback yet, which, you know, we happen, we probably say every year and, uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think that, they still have a lot to prove. Now, do I believe that they're in right now? They're going to stay there and they're definitely in the playoffs. No, they have to prove a lot to me, but at this point, there no question they're in it. And now it's, how are they going to close the last three years? They have not closed. Well, they've had an opportunity the last three years to really do some things in 2019. They faded, lost, uh, got beat at home by the Titans, uh, it 20 uh was that the year that they was that the year that they co- coughed up the number one seed maybe not but anyways yes i think it was yeah so they coughed up the number one seed then they had to host the titans and they got beat the titans ran all over them in a close game on the scoreboard but, but it wasn't that close in 2020 with cam newton covid year weird year they faded down the stretch and then last year they 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 faded down the stretch and uh you know you know, we'll have to see what, what they should. I'm not saying that the previous three years mean they're going to come up short, but I think that's the history they're working against. Yeah. And when you look at Belichick, 
you know, his resume is his best teams. They get better as the year marches on, right? They get stronger as the year moves along. And that hasn't been the case the last few years, as Greg just referenced. I'd also say, if you look at the big picture, there's just not a lot of great football, honestly. There's, nope. there's mm-hmm. you know, Brady said this like two months ago. They, they asked him about, you know, the, what he's seeing. And they, they mentioned parody and Brady told the media at the podium. He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't see parody. What, what I see is just bad football. I see a lot of bad football. And you saw last night with the Eagles going into that game undefeated and they played like crap against the commanders. There's, there's just a lot of mediocre football. Um, Buffalo, speaking of mediocre football, they hey, Nick, one, one thing I wanted to bring up real quick, um, sure. just to, I'll, I'll insert it here is, you know, there's, you know, the Patriots are coming off a bye. And uh, I think there's a sense that, and maybe this was true earlier when Brady was here, but the Patriots really, and I remember when I was at the globe, I remember looking at this, the Patriots might have a, it might've had a decent one loss record after the bye, but they come out slow in these games. They have a history of it. And uh, the jets are also coming off a bye, which will be interesting. Um, I think that I think in a lot of ways the season comes down to this first game. I mean, I'm still going to take the Patriots because until the Jets prove otherwise, um, I, I don't think that they can beat the Patriots. But that's a lot of time to get Zach Wilson into a straitjacket. But just you know, 2021 last year they came out of the bye, lost to the Colts and the Bills. 2020 they came out of the bye, lost to the Broncos, 49ers, and Bills. 2019. They beat the Eagles out of the bye 17-10, but they trailed 10-0 at one point. 2018, they beat the Jets 27-13, but trailed 7-0 and were tied 10-10 at halftime. So um, they need to get, get it going after this bye quickly. And that's fascinating because a lot of people would say, oh, Bill Belichick with two weeks to prepare, you would imagine they, they come out like they're shot out of a cannon, but... I mean, you just told us otherwise. All right, let's get to Buffalo again. Now, back-to-back losses. And the biggest issue, Greg, and I know you've had this uh, back and forth with Josh Allen for the last couple of years, but Allen has four interceptions in the red zone the last two weeks. And uh, look, the fumble last weekend, not not so much, not as much on him, um, but the pick at the end of the game in overtime was certainly on him. That is an atrocious pass, especially given the circumstances. Are are Buffalo – are the Buffalo Bills showing signs of weakness right now? Uh, you could say that. Now, on Josh Allen, um, what we've seen the past two weeks is why I was such a holdout on the Josh Allen is elite train, which I gave up last year. And I am not revoking that. He is still elite in my eyes, no matter what's happened. You know, once I once I make a decision, there it stands until I get a lot of evidence otherwise. Um you could definitely bring up the Bills and their inability to close games. I mean, you, you had 13 seconds, and now you have the QB sneak. And um, it's it's bad for Sean McDermott. And their, their record in one-score games, two and eight, yeah, uh, it's it's concerning. I, th- I would say that's the, biggest con- that's the biggest concern for me. And that goes to coaching, in my opinion. But here's the thing. I, I don't – Maybe maybe it's because Patriots fans and we got spoiled watching the Patriots and that they're just sort of like a disciplined juggernaut for 20 years where they're basically robots. And, you know, they'd have little slip ups here and there, but it didn't really, you know, it wasn't like two or three in a row. And and the thing is, is like not every team's like that. Uh, actually, every team is not like that. They, that was a unique unicorn experience. You got to detach yourself from that and you got to realize that teams, even if they're good, look at the Eagles last night against the Commanders. I wouldn't be surprised 
it'll change now because they got their wake-up call, but I thought they were going to lose this weekend to the Colts. But anyways, uh, teams like the Bills, you know, they're up and down. And, you know, look at the Bucks uh, when they won the championship. They were mediocre for a while and caught fire. This Bills team, um, they last year they lost two in a row and three and four. And I think it, even at one point during this, the Patriots were in first place, top seed in the AFC. Bills won their final four games. That was a correction for them. It woke them up. They yep. won their final four games. Patriots went one and three. Buffalo in 2020, Buffalo lost two straight, three of six in 2020. Then they won eight straight to the AFC championship game. So it's, it, it, it is concerning in some respects, but this is just who they are. And, you know, bad news for you guys, I think. This was their wake-up call for the season, and they normally rebound from this. Yeah, I mean, you could certainly argue that they'll come back and, and you know, again, as you could call it, a, a wake-up call for Josh Allen and the Bills. I do think Allen is one of the best quarterbacks in football. Uh, with that said, I, I do think that he gets a little loose with the football. And yep. that, that doesn't make him, you know, any less great at what he does. You know, not everybody is flawless. Uh, you know, he, he turned the ball over a lot last year. And if I were the Bills, if I'm a Bills fan, I, I tweeted this, uh, during the game on Sunday at Nick C radio, you know, if, if I'm a bills fan, my biggest concern is Josh Allen's decision-making and, and not only turning the football over with the picks that he has thrown the past couple of weeks, but Greg, he continues to be obsessed with taking on contact unnecessarily. Yeah. And I just keep looking at this dude, you know, I'm going to turn my shoulder and go upfield and take on a linebacker. I'm going to, I'm going to try to hurdle a defender to get into the end zone. These are all things that look very brave and heroic, but man, they could be super stupid. And all it takes is one shot to this dude and your season is over and they've talked to him about it and he just can't help himself. Uh, as far as slow starts, I, I echo what you just mentioned, you know, last year we all remember the Rams winning the Super Bowl. The Niners, if Tart, you know, actually catches a punt from Matthew Stafford, which would have been a game-ending pick, the Niners would have been in that Super Bowl last year. The Niners last season started two and four. They started three and five. Through 12 weeks, they were six and six. They were 500, six and six. And they ended up getting all the way to the NFC Championship game. And they were one dropped pick away from getting to the Super Bowl. And I would have favored them against Cincinnati. Uh, Devontae Parker, Greg, he's back at practice after the bye. Uh, how much of a boost could this give the offense? I, I think it definitely helps, Nick. I mean, I'm not, you know, I don't think Devontae Parker is a huge difference maker or anything, or is like, you know, oh, they didn't have him. And that's the reason why the passing offense is held back. I don't think that at all. But I do think it's another uh, it's another tool in the tool chest, you know, for Mac Jones and them coming out of the bye. I also think. Look, I think Tyquan Thornton can do a lot of things going forward for this offense. And even now, you know, I think he he's the type of guy who, you know, you get him in space a little bit on a slant, like he could go to the distance, which I think is, you know, some of the things they need to do after the bye or on a reverse. You know, we, we saw him score a touchdown. I think it, was, it wasn't against the Jets that um, that he scored on a reverse or end around, Cleveland. you know, what happened? Cleveland. Cleveland. Oh, okay. Um but I, I uh, you know, I, I just think that Tyquan Thornton right now as a rookie, he's very limited. I see, you know, there are some route issues and route decisions with him that I see on film that um, that are typical of a rookie. And 
Um, they need Mac needs more experienced guys and and guys who hopefully know what they're doing. 50-50 balls. Taekwon, you know, they threw a 50-50 ball in the last game to Taekwon Thornton, and that's not really his game. That should be Devontae yeah. Parker's spot. And you feel better about that. So I think that just getting Parker back and slotting everybody down one more slot, I think, uh, you know, is a good thing for this offense, which, you know, we need to see a lot very quickly. And this is a tough chore to go up against this Jets defense first thing out of the bye. Yeah, a couple things on Thornton. Number one, the injury. Obviously, let's not forget about that. That slowed the process, the the maturation and development process down. Some of this route running stuff might have been fixed before the season even began. So let's not forget about that. And secondly, I think Matt Patricia can do a much better job getting Thornton the football and utilizing his speed. Look, it doesn't take a Mensa to throw a couple of wide receiver screens, run some jet sweeps, you know, get this guy's athleticism and his quickness and his speed on the field and see what you can do with him. The same goes with Kendrick Bourne. So that's on Matt Patricia. Figure out ways to utilize your talent best. Let's look at the schedule, Greg, now, the second half of the year. Um, let's kind of run through here and give the WL treatment to the rest of, of the season, starting with the Jets on Sunday at Foxborough. Okay, so the way I'm looking at this game, and it's going to be similar to a couple games, um, you know, down the stretch for the Patriots. It's not, um, I wasn't born in Missouri, but I'm one of the show-me state guys. Like, you got to – before I believe, you got to show me. And the Jets have lost 13 straight to the Patriots. I think it's 13. Maybe it's 14 now. But, um, you know, until they prove otherwise, um, I'm not going to believe that they can beat the Patriots. Now, you know, do I do I think this is going to be an extremely tough game and could go either way? Yeah, I do. And I think it really helps the Jets that they're coming off a bye week because that's plenty of time to drill into Zach Wilson's head. Do not turn the ball over. Throw the freaking ball away. Run with the ball. Whatever you do, don't give it to the Patriots because this Jets defense is damn good. We saw how much they struggled. You know, it's funny in hindsight now we look at the Jets defense, what they did to Josh Allen, the Colts defense, what they did to, you know, Derek Carr and and, uh, Devontae Adams and the Raiders who, you know, put up some points. But really, you know, watching the film on that game, Carr tried to come out aggressive, but then he had to go to checkdowns the whole game. Like that Colts defense is good. And people are like, oh, I wonder why Mac Jones struggled against the Jets and the Colts. Cause they're pretty damn good on defense. And uh, so that challenge awaits it. I'm worried about this game. Um, you know, but until the Jets prove otherwise, I'm giving the, I'm giving the Patriots the W and move them to six and four on the season. Yeah, I like them to win a tough game, a fist fight in a phone booth. The Jets defense is legit. Uh, I do like the Patriots defense, though, against that matchup against Zach Wilson. So it could be ugly. I've got the Patriots uh, barely scraping by. Vikings at Vikings, Turkey Day, gobble, gobble. Okay, so um, this is really in the to-be-determined category for me because I need to see how the Vikings do against the Cowboys this week. They have the Cowboys at home. Um if the Vikings beat the Cowboys and they just went through at Buffalo and hosting Dallas and they win those two games on a short week at home, even though it's Thanksgiving, I'm sorry. If they beat the Cowboys, they're having a letdown against the Patriots and the Patriots win that game. But as of right now, I think that the Vikings have a letdown against the Cowboys. They lick their wounds and I think they're better. And I have that game as a loss 
for the Patriots, even though I think it'll be very competitive. I'm not a Kirk Cousins guy, but Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Thielen, some of the playmaking on the Vikings defense on a short week, that's a tough chore for the Patriots. So right now, I have that as a loss for the Patriots to drop them to six and five. Kyle Duggar better be healthy. TJ Hawkinson is making a big time difference in that offense. Um, I got the Vikings in that one as well. Uh, The Bills, the next Thursday. So it it gets really interesting here because the Pats play on Turkey Day, then they got a Thursday, then they got a Monday night game. Um, But but your thoughts on the, uh, the Bills on that Thursday following the Vikings? Same thing as the Jets until the Patriots have to show me that they can stop Josh Allen in this offense. The last time, the last two games, they never punted. Um, You know, I have the Bills winning at Gillette and that drops the Patriots to six and six. So far, we're aligned. Yeah, Josh Allen, prove that you can keep him under 150 rushing yards, and I might believe you're going to win that game. I've got the Bills uh, winning that one as well. Then the Patriots go out west for their back-to-back, belly-to-belly uh, West Coast trip games. And, and of course, Belichick will will keep his guys out there west. Um, we, we've got the first one that is at Arizona. That's a Monday night game against Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. Yeah, this is sort of another to-be-determined game because we need to see what kind of shape the Cardinals are in going into that game. Is is Kingsbury, is he still the coach? Um, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, is Kyler Murray healthy or, you know, is it uh, Colt McCoy again? Like, what's the deal? Um, all things being equal, and, you know, it looks the Cardinals won last week. If they start to put something together, they're they're in it. You know, the wet, no one's running away with the rest of the West, sort of like the AFC East. Um, you know, I just think I just think Kyler Murray healthy with his full powers is the type of quarterback that gives the Patriots complete nightmares. I can't see them bringing him down. I don't think they stop him enough. I don't think that they can score enough, even though that defense isn't very good. But uh, I, I just I don't like the Patriots in that spot. Could they win? Absolutely. But all things being equal, the Cardinals are sort of on the upswing and Kyler Murray's healthy. Uh, I like the Cardinals in that game to drop the Patriots to six and seven. This is where we disagree. Give me the Patriots. Give me them going up seven, uh, seven, six on the record here. Uh, look, they'll they'll have a long week to deal with Kyler Murray and figure things out. I think there's some issues in Arizona. DeAndre Hopkins was on the trading block. Uh, if anybody caught wind of, of hard knocks in season, Hopkins and Murray yeah. got into it on the sidelines. I, I think there's something there with DeAndre, uh, which certainly seems like there's always something there with DeAndre Hopkins, by the way, same kind of yep. stuff happened in Houston and everybody blamed it on Bill O'Brien but maybe it was a D hop issue. So there's some issues with Hopkins. They just lost Zach Ertz for the season with a knee injury. They just weirdly released Eno Benjamin, who a lot of people think was their best running back on the roster. So there's some funky things happening in, in Arizona and Cliff Kingsbury is not very good at coaching football. So I, I think the Patriots win that one. Then they have to play the Raiders. You say that it's likely flexed out, which is interesting because I, I have plans going to this football game. So if it is flexed out, I need to know that information as soon as possible. But uh, Raiders uh, Sunday, is it Sunday night? Is it Sunday day? It doesn't matter. They're definitely in Vegas against Josh McDaniels. And we will talk about that right after I tell people about Athletic Greens and AG1. I started taking AG1 because I wanted to make sure I was getting all the vitamins and nutritional supplements I needed in one place. Now I've been on it for four months and I love it. It doesn't taste like a super healthy 
even though it's one of those green juices, everybody's like that. But I'm telling you, <laughs> kind of has a mild tropical taste, a little minty, and I actually look forward to it each morning. Just had one this morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things you're looking for. I take it first thing in the morning. It's now part of my routine, and I'd be lost without it. I love how it contains less than one gram of sugar, health in my diet, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, artificial anything while still tasting good. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. You in the Northeast, you're going to need some boosts this winter. We already started, started to be in the 40s this week. It's freezing. You know, don't have enough sunlight to get your vitamin D. This is going to help. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs, you know, for Thanksgiving, Christmas, when you're on the road, with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to go all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash bedard. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash bedard to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, Raiders game. What do you think? So um you know, obviously things are not going well uh, in Vegas uh, with the Raiders, which we may or may not talk about in this podcast. It might have to wait till next week. Um, look, the bottom line is this. Yes, you know, Patriots assistance. I think the I think the the the, the Raiders will do some things on offense in that game. Uh, I'm not sure if they'll have Waller and or Renfro back from IR before that game. That, that would be nice considering it's the basically the Devontae Adams show. Uh, and Josh Jacobs show right now. Uh, but the thing is, their, their defense is freaking horrible. I mean, it's, yeah. it is the worst defense in the league. Some of it is injuries. It, they're just devoid of talent. They're down to like their sixth and seventh linebackers. Chandler Jones is just awful. All he does is run right into the chest of the blocker. He has no counter moves. He is terrible. It's Max Crosby is the defense. They should have Nate Hodd as their best cornerback back by then, but it's not enough. I mean, I just don't see – they can barely get off the field. The other team has to cough up the ball, which the Colts did a couple times in that game, for them to get off the field. I think the Patriots win that game. Uh, it, the Raiders can't stop anybody. I'm with you. Uh, that Raiders defense stinks out loud. The front seven is brutal. It is Crosby or bust. Chandler Jones, speaking of bust, has been a gigantic bust after that signing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just, he's not, he made a couple of plays, you know, going back to like week three, week four, looked like he was maybe picking up some juice and then he fell off a cliff again. I mean, he's, he's been wearing the, uh, cloak of invisibility The the, the, you know, the question is offensively Jacobs is, is really good. He's been terrific this season. Yep. Um, but, but the question is health. I mean, I, I think they've had, if memory serves me correct, 43 snaps with Renfro Waller and Adams on the field together. You know, is Renfro and Waller back? How do they look? Waller could be an issue dependent on Kyle Duggar and his health. Uh, But yes, right now, if you ask me, I mean, come on. I mean, the the, the Raiders have lost three 17 point or more leads, which is ridiculous. They were lifeless against the Saints on the road, which was embarrassing. They just lost to Jeff Saturday, who parachuted in as a head coach and went back to Matt Ryan. This team is is not very good right now. So I've got to lean Patriots in that, which would put them for me at eight and six. 
which leads us to a Saturday game. How about a Saturday game for you, Greg, against the Cincinnati Bengals? Yeah, so I have the Patriots at 7-7 seven and seven at this point. Um, this is a huge swing game. This is a monumental game in the AFC playoff race because the Bengals are one of those teams that you're going to be battling. Uh, you, we'll see where the Bengals are going into that game as far as health and things like that. Um, they seem to have figured out a few things offensively, uh, which gives you pause because they have the potential, even if you play good defense, to sort of, you know, put up 40 points in the game. And the Patriots can't do that without getting a defensive score or something like that. But, um, you know, I just think that the Patriots defensively can get enough of a pass rush against a bad Bengals offensive line. Uh, Hopefully they do a decent job against Joe Mixon. Uh, I like the Patriots in this game to get to eight and seven. I like them in this game uh, to sort of, you know, give them a boost going into the final two games. It is a swing game. It's really difficult. I've got them at eight and six right now. And Jamar Chase, if you can take Chase, he should be back by then. If, if you can take him out of the game or limit him, uh, the offense isn't as good. Joe Mixon can be a headache, but the Patriots have been good against the run. As you mentioned, that offensive line is, is surprisingly to me pretty terrible for Cincy after they invested in that O-line during the offseason. Man, it's a really tough game to call. Mm-hmm. You know, if this was in Cincy, I'd probably go with with the Patriot uh, with the Bengals. Since this is in uh, Foxborough, I'll lean Patriots. And right now, I got them. I guess at nine and six right now, so a little bit better than I anticipated. Wow. Um, <laughs> after after the Cincy game, after Cincy, uh, we've got the Dolphins. So I have the Patriots eight and seven going into this game. This is the Dolphins. Sorry, two two is four now. Patriots got to prove they can beat Tua, who, you know, they weren't really all that competitive. I mean, you know, he got skewed by the strip sack, but still, you know, you manage the game. They got the strip sack. They played it a little bit different. I think this this Dolphins offense is vastly improved from week one. Are the Patriots vastly improved in any area from week one, especially on offense? I would say the answer is no. So until they prove otherwise, Tua owns the Patriots. So I have the Dolphins winning this game in Gillette. Uh, to uh, drop the Patriots to 8-8. Eight and eight. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, I mentioned early in the season about Miami and giving them time. A lot of people were proclaiming them offensive, you know, champions of the world and offensively elite. 
the past few weeks, they, they have found that gear. And I think Jeff Wilson is one of those under-the-radar acquisitions at the trading deadline that helps this offense tremendously. He has experience with Mike McDaniel when they were both in San Francisco. Uh, he runs you know, to a T the way McDaniel likes. He can also catch the football a little bit out of the backfield. I, I like the Wilson pickup. And I agree with you. You know, Tua, I don't think Tua is, is great, but I think they have put him into a position where he can succeed. I like him. I don't love him. Uh, he still makes some boneheaded decisions from time to time, but I, I will lean towards the Dolphins. I think right now they're the better football team. So uh, I've got I've got the Patriots. What is that now? At uh, what do you got them at? What's your record? I have them at sorry. Eight and eight, right? I have them at eight and eight going into the yeah, final so game I've, of the season. I, I've got them at nine and seven going into the Bills game. Okay, and at Buffalo, yeah, again, I'm sorry, at Buffalo in early January, um, you know, unless there's a unless there's a hurricane again, um, I'm not taking the Patriots in that spot, so I have them losing to finish 8-9 and, and out of the playoffs. I've got them losing to the Bills as well. Again, the Josh Allen thing in Buffalo, the weather's going to probably be terrible. Uh, I've got them losing to the Bills. So I, I have the Patriots finishing at nine and eight, which is what I had them before the season. And really, it'll be dependent on the rest of the AFC. If, if you have a 10 win team or two in there that they'll be out of the playoffs. But I do have them finishing at nine and eight. Before we get to our uh, BSJ member question of the day, Greg, let's talk about our friends at betonline.ag. Uh, yes, let's do that. <laughs> Bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting for football and basketball this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. By the way, the Raiders not winning that game cost me a pretty penny. I had I had a nice little parlay going. Always your continued source for sports wagering information. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite Emma, NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf games and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Again, that uh, promo code is CLNS50. I had the Bears minus, what was it, two and a half last week against Detroit. Uh, I did not uh, bet that game in reality, thankfully, because Detroit's late touchdown would have killed me and had me throwing furniture. Uh, the BSJ member question of the day, Greg, of course, $39.99 on the annual plan. All the great Boston sports coverage from Connor and, and Corrales and McAdam and also the uh, chats with Greg in the film sessions. What do we got this week? Uh well, I was going to pick another question, but we didn't. Let's let's talk about McDaniel's and the Raiders right now. Um, cool. You know, look, um, uh, look. I'm not going to I'm not going to defend two and seven. I'm not going to make excuses. Obviously, uh, this is not where they expect. It's not where I expected them to be. Um, I think everybody, the coaches, the players. I'm sure McDaniel's himself would say, you know, we need to coach a little bit better. Um, you know, I do. Th I will say, I do think uh, some of this conversation around this Colts game and Jeff Saturday and stuff. Uh, to me, it's a lot of it is like piling on, and and I I just think it's, I think it's a little bit out of context. I mean, you know, everybody can say, oh well, he wasn't coaching last week, but I mean, Jeff Saturday didn't do anything in this game. They just brought a guy into the the room, basically into the team to to get things straight. It's not like he had to make any strategic decisions in this game. He put guys into 
into places they executed and you know the Colts were a little bit better I think the people discount this Colts team like people will be if, if the Colts miss the playoffs by a game they'll be talking about the two two game Ellinger stretch uh where you know all of a sudden wait Ursay's tanking mandating Frank Reich you need to play um Ellinger which gets him fired and then Saturday comes in he says Ellinger's going to start and then Matt Ryan starts I mean they figured things out on the offensive line. Matt Ryan was back in, who's a real quarterback um, who can actually move the ball. He didn't do anything crazy. Jonathan Taylor was back. They ran the ball against a bad defense. And, you know, they ended up, you know, winning the game. If a Raiders linebacker falls on a fumble instead of getting up, the game's over. The Raiders win the game. But, you know, just I, I just don't like some of the conversations going on about this. I mean, it seems like McDaniels is an easy target. You know, I get it. People don't like him and, and such. But, you know, what people forget is that, you know, Bill Belichick started 2-8 and eight in New England. He finished 5-11 and 11, uh, his first season. He went, you know, 1-2 and two to start his second season. And, and until Brady happened, you know, I've heard them talk about it, coaches. It's been in books and stuff where they're like, they were wondering whether they were going to get fired. And so like a lot of it, a lot of it is misconstrued from, it depends on how you look at last season. If you think that the Patriots, the the Raiders were a legitimate talented playoff team last year, then okay. Then, then rip these guys, you know, they were 21st in DVOA. You can make the the argument that they were a little bit of a, a, a fortunate playoff team, which happens, especially now that they put seven teams into the playoffs um, you know, but I think they're just, I think, I think they have realized that, um, they're just missing more than they thought. And maybe they needed the pads to come on. They needed the games to be played. They needed to see guys under adversity, which I think they're having some issues with. There were some curious inactives this past week, Jonathan Abrams gets released. Um, I think they're figuring some things out about guys in their program, but, um, look, you know, I, I think a lot of Josh McDaniels, I think he's going to be successful. Um, I'm not defending him, but I just think this is a little bit early. I think people need to change takes time and just look at what happened here in New England, where you need to um, change things over. And, and uh, I'm not saying that's going to happen. You know, he could start 0 five next year and be a bad coach. I don't know, but I think, I think just things are uh, are getting taken a little bit out of context. And I think just people need to slow down a little bit, which is happens a lot in this day and age. I don't think he deserves any benefit of the doubt. I think he's seven and 24, his last 31 games as a head coach in the NFL. Um, it, it's not the record. It, it, it's not the whole two and seven thing. It's the nature of these losses. It's, you know, they're up by 17 or more three times and, and you lose all three of those games. You know, the, the Raiders in their history had lost like five of those kinds of games. And Josh has lost three of those games already in one season. Like, if yeah, you're but good well, enough- I mean, one, some of those are fluky. I mean, one was the Chiefs. I mean, you know, I, I understand. But like, it, and plus today's day and age is different. Right. If you lose, if you lose three of those games, man, at a certain point, like it's not one game, it's, it's three of those games. It's, it's, they haven't won a game on the road 
these are indicators that, you know, the, the team is not well coached and it's, I'm not telling you that they're incredibly talented. I don't think they were a playoff team last year. I don't, uh, they won a bunch of crazy one score, you know, one possession games and Bill Barnwell wrote a long story about that at ESPN.com before the season began and said, this team's going to take a step back. So was it as good as it was last year? No, but you can't lose these games. You, you can't go to New Orleans and get shut out and look lifeless. It happens. I mean, look at the Bears game with the Patriots. They got, they got blasted at home yes. by Justin Fields it, and the Bears. But the totality of it, Greg, yes, these things happen. These th- you can lose a game when you're up by 17. Should you lose three of them in one season? No. Yes, you can look lifeless one week on the road. That happens to everybody. But, you know, when you when you put it together with those three other games, when you look at they had another lead against Indianapolis this past Sunday and they gave it up, you, you know, it, it's the, the there are issues. There are issues with this team. And I'm not telling you that McDaniels should get fired. I'm not telling you he won't turn this thing around next year. But, it, it, you know, should it be a part of the conversation? Yes. I think if you're doing your job and you're seeing this team and, and he has some players questioning whether the, you know, if others are buying into his program and, and all that kind of stuff with his history in Denver, which has to play a role, even though it was a long time ago, you know, he, he pretty much lost that team and he would, he would tell you that. And so you start two and seven with the nature of these losses and you've got your quarterback crying at the podium. You've got your star receiver questioning the play calling. Uh, I do think there's been some situational play calls, which have been brutal from Josh. He's in love with trick plays like the Andy Reed in him gets the best of him at times. And, and sometimes he picks bad, you know, situations to go with trick plays and they don't work and they're not executed. Well, it's like, dude, you know, focus on your offense and get that right first before you start all the trick oration. Um, so, so there are, there are some questions about his play calling. Uh, I don't think this team again is as talented as people thought they were. And we also have to, to be fair to Josh with the offense, again, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller and Devonte Adams has played a total of th- 43 snaps together on the field. That does matter. They would be better offensively if they had all three of those guys healthy and playing together. But yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think the conversations are, are just when, when you, when you lose these kinds of games and when your defensive coordinator is, you know, going against the first time play caller who's 30 years old and nobody knows anything about him. And, you know, you give up a 39 yard run against Matt Ryan and your defense looks like they're not necessarily chasing him down. Uh, there, there are questions about this team and then whether or not they, you know, they're giving the effort. And so, yeah. again, Nick, record a, a lot of what you just said, a lot of what you just said is fair. But I mean, the Jonathan Taylor thing, the Patriots did the same thing against Carson Wentz last year. I mean, in in a big spot. I mean, you know, it, but a lot of what you bring up is valid. All I'm saying is like, you know, you bring up the, the record between Denver and now that's fair. Bill Belichick between Cleveland and New England at one point was he had won five of 27 games. I mean, you know, and I'm not saying he's going to be that. But, um, you know, as far as, you know, what you said about the players like Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, like I listened to their comments. I took it as those guys. First of all, those guys are trying their ass off. And and I think it was more pointed at I I took it as people in the locker room that other players aren't giving their all probably like a Chandler Jones. And there's been stuff out there about Darren, about Waller who wasn't out there in training camp for a long time, came back. And then all of a sudden his back hurts his hamstring. Now, all of a sudden, like three weeks later, he needs to go on IR. There's some things there that, you know, are definitely going on. (laughs) What'd you say? 
I said Waller got paid in between there too. Let's not forget that. Right. And, and I do think, I mean, I, I just think, and, and a lot of it is valid and, you know, but, uh, and, and Denver is fair. I mean, somewhat, but I do think, you know, 20 years, I mean, Brandon Marshall is out there. he been on, I mean, come on, it was 20 years ago. I and mean, Josh McDaniels was a different person, but you know, let's, uh, sometimes things just don't work. I do think, and this is where I think they have an issue is like car. Like, because if you have, if like you say you had Tom Brady as quarterback or you had a different quarterback, I don't know who, but like the last three weeks, cause I grade out the Raiders film every week, just like I do the Patriots cars graded out very poorly the last three weeks. You know, he, he misses guys that before the fourth down play, Abdullah's on a James White little arrow route wide open against a linebacker. If he hits him, he walks in for a touchdown. Like he misses reads like that all the time. And I think that's, I think that's been a big issue. I think that's something they need to address in the off season. They can walk away from Carr and his contract after the season. Did they do that? I love a lot of it, what's funny is that when I covered the team for um, the review journal in 2019, I wrote a column about Carr at the end of the season. And Basically, you could read it from three years ago, and it's almost carbon copy of like what I would say today is that sometimes he makes plays, sometimes he looks good, but he just doesn't make enough plays when the team needs it. And I think that's a big thing. And I think if you're asking me what the biggest issue with this team was, is that the quarterback just doesn't make enough plays at the end of the day. And that's something that's been true of him throughout his career. I like Derek Carr. I've been a Derek Carr guy. I think if we're going to defend McDaniels with all the injuries on offense, that also should help protect Derek Carr a little bit. I do think Carr will be the fall guy. I think it's unjust. I think if you look back the past couple of years, the guy has been easily a top 12 to 15 quarterback in the league. And uh, yeah, I I mean, I I don't, I don't love him. I, I like him more than a lot of people do. And I think if any coach had this start, I think every coach would be criticized and therefore Josh McDaniels deserves to be criticized. Um, We'll see if he can turn it around. He's Greg Bedard. I am Nick Cattles. It's the Greg Bedard Patriots podcast with Nick Cattles brought to you by athletic greens. And of course our friends, let's not forget them. Betonline.ag. We'll be back later in the week to preview the jets game at Foxborough until then he's Greg. I'm Nick. Be well.